Hello, and welcome to the Remaking Your Mind podcast, a place where we deep dive into how reclaiming the narrative that plays in your mind through making small adjustments in the way you think can vastly improve your quality of life. I am Camille, your host, and today we'll be talking about compassion and how your mindset about compassion and about people, even subconsciously, can really affect your ability to show up for yourself and for others. So I want to start this episode off by saying that talking about the barriers to compassion can be a very sensitive topic because we all know the value of being compassionate. We all understand how important it is to love others and to love ourselves. And, you know, it's it's not like when I talk about this, I think that people lack compassion. I want to make that really clear. I think that we all have such wonderful beautiful and big hearts for ourselves and for the people we love. I think that the reason that I am talking about barriers to compassion is because it is so easy for it to be hard in particular circumstances or under set conditions and for us not to really know why it's hard. And so I want to kind of um, expel some of those lies and kind of, you know, push into what is the truth why do these lies exist? How can I move past these lies in order to just help you take better care of yourself, to love yourself? And so I want to make it really abundantly clear that when I talk about this, I am not coming from a place of perfection. I'm coming from a place of experience. Every time, you know, I talk about these barriers, I've experienced them in some capacity at some point. And I by no means am a perfect person who has somehow mastered overcoming all of these barriers and I'm just, you know, the perfect compassionate person. Like that is not true at all. Like I am, I am very much a human and I very much make mistakes. And so I just want to make that clear that when I am teaching you about these things, it's not because I am coming from a place of thinking higher of myself. I'm definitely not. I'm coming from a place of these are things that I need to work on too and that I need to be able to identify when I'm falling short of God's love and when I am trying to show God's love to others. The other thing I want to make clear is that like this isn't just designed for you to take better care of other people. It's designed for you to take better care of yourself. It is so easy to be hard on yourself. It is so easy to feel ashamed or to feel like you've fallen short or to just have negative thoughts about yourself in some way and compassion is something that we need to learn how to show ourselves to and you know and to be better at at giving that to ourselves, because it can really help foster growth it can really help us recognize that you know life is a journey and it's a process and that's okay it's okay to not be perfect all the time and to make mistakes and so you know realizing what the barriers to compassion are doesn't just affect how you treat others it affects how you treat yourself and that is also extremely important and so you know like I said telling yourself to be compassionate and like knowing that compassion is important like that that helps and that can work but when you don't understand what lies you're believing and you're holding on to just telling yourself to do better and telling yourself to be better doesn't isn't always very effective and you can still have a lot of struggle go on because you're allowing those lies to remain and those lies are you know kind of limiting 
your potential or making it harder than it needs to be. And so, you know, understanding it's a priority is a very important thing. But also being able to identify what's getting in the way is also very important and can help you just love yourself and love others better because you're knowing what it is that you're coming up against. So one of the things, first things I want to say before I deep dive into the barriers and what kind of affects compassion is just kind of recapping what compassion is. So, you know, obviously compassion is loving others, right? Um, simply put and expressing that love for others. Um, when I look up definitions of compassion, I get stuff like the meaning of compassion is to recognize the suffering of others and then to take action to help. Compassion embodies a tangible expression of love for those who are suffering. Uh, another definition I get is compassion literally means to suffer together. So among emotion researchers, it is defined as the feeling that arises when you're confronted with another's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. So it is about your response to people. Like long story short, it's about how you are responding to people, especially when those people are hurting in some way. So what are some of the barriers to compassion. I had this analogy here and I didn't, I forgot that I was going to share it with you, but I think I'm going to actually circle back around to it before I kind of dive into these things, just because it's a really good visual. So I was talking about how false beliefs, false assumptions, you know, these lies that kind of can be underneath a lot of things can get in the way of you being effective. And so the analogy that I thought of um, which is one that I've kind of talked in Bible study groups and stuff with um, or about, is just this idea of like flying with things strapped to your feet, right? So it's like, you know, if you were to tell a bird to fly and then strap bricks to its feet, what do you think is going to happen, right? And that's kind of what it's like to go through life, trying to do something you know you're supposed to do, but not getting rid of all the lies that are and false beliefs that are you know weighing you down is like sure you might still be able to fly you might still be able to move but it's so much harder and there's so much more struggle and pain that happens and it's not effective and it's oftentimes or can oftentimes be not very enjoyable and so that's why you know I I just felt really called to do this episode and I felt really um it was just really put on my heart to talk about these things. So hopefully this builds you up and helps you kind of expel that baggage and just get rid of those things that are holding you back. So going into the barriers, one of the first barriers that is probably one of the most obvious, but it's still one of the most common is the expectation of perfection. The more you believe that your actions, thoughts, behaviors should be perfect, the less kindness you are going to show yourself, assuming that you don't deserve that kindness due to imperfection. But that simply isn't true. This expectation of perfection is one of the ones that affects your ability to be compassionate to yourself the absolute most. We see ourselves fall short. We see ourselves quote unquote fail. We see ourselves do things less than perfect. And instead of being kind and recognizing that we're adults and or not adults right well we're adults but recognizing that we are people that's what I was trying to say um and recognizing that you know it just happens right it, you're a person 
you're a person. So regardless of what age you are, gender you are, culture you are, like you're a person and people are not perfect and that's totally okay. And relieving that pressure and letting go of that expectation of perfection has such a profound effect on your ability to show yourself compassion and to show others compassion. Um, Your mistakes do not define your worth. They don't. They don't define your worth. There's not really much else to say with that. Like, honestly, like your quality of person, like who you are, the quality of your life and your existence, it is not something that can be tarnished or that can be taken away or that can be beaten down. It is not something that can be affected by whether or not you think you've measured up or whether or not someone else thinks you've measured up. Like you're, you are not defined by your lack of perfection or by the lack of your perceived lack of perfection. I totally messed up that sentence. That's fine. Um, What defines you is God. What defines you is Christ. And he chose to love you. He chose to die for you. So you can bet that he chose to respond to you with compassion and not condemnation. So, you know, when it comes to combating the false belief that lack of perfection means that you don't deserve kindness, I would encourage you to stop seeing yourself through the eyes of the world and through the eyes of worldly expectation and start seeing yourself through the eyes of godly adoration. God adores you. He adores you. He created you for a reason. He created you for a purpose. He was very intentional on who he made and he adores that person. And so instead of seeing all of these flaws and shortcomings and lack of perfection, try to see yourself through God's eyes and try to treat yourself with compassion. And honestly, like you are allowed to treat yourself with kindness, with gentleness and with compassion, no matter what, no matter what. You are allowed to do that. You have every right to do that. You do not have to be perfect. You do not have to be super productive. You don't have to be, you know, whatever, like whatever. Like it doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter how strong you think you are. It doesn't matter how much you think you did or did not excel. Like you are allowed to treat yourself with kindness, gentleness, and compassion. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. And... Another thing, which, you know, I'm sure all of us try not to do this, but it can be easy to do, is we need to also recognize that we should not expect perfection from others. People are going to mess up. People are going to be emotional. People are going to do things that, in your mind, aren't how things should be done. And, you know, oh well, right? Oh well. Like, think about the fact that people just they don't deserve you know they don't I shouldn't say they don't deserve because that's a whole nother conversation but they don't need your judgment or your punishment people don't need your help feeling bad they don't need your help judging themselves they don't need your help being harsh on themselves we do that on our own plenty plenty like life is hard enough as it is. The world is harsh enough without your help. People don't need you to 
beat them down or to tell them where they messed up or tell them what they did wrong. And so, you know, if you're in a situation where you genuinely don't agree with someone or whether they, you know, you think they overreacted or you think they did this or you think they did that. Okay. Okay. Like you don't agree, but that doesn't mean that they need to be on the receiving end of what you think they should be. You know, it's just think about how much it hurts when you are expected to be perfect. Think about how much it hurts when somebody judges you for falling short and just recognize that that doesn't feel very good. So why do it to someone else? Right. And I think that this is something that we all try our best not to do, but it's something that we all do at some capacity at some point. And so it's something to kind of acknowledge and recognize so that hopefully we can, you know, have that compassionate mindset and have that mindset of like, no one's perfect, not me and not anyone else. And that's okay. I don't have to fix that. Not in myself and not in others. So the next thing, the next barrier to compassion that is very common um, and that really can affect how well you take care of yourself and how well you take care of others is comparing suffering, right? So I will kind of go into what that means. Um, But comparing suffering is toxic in both directions. So whether you think your pain is less than someone else's or whether you think your pain is more than someone else's, either of those beliefs, either of those mindsets is creating harm, not health. So the first one we're going to talk about is thinking of your pain as less, right? So it's just this idea that just because someone else in the world had it worse than you means that you aren't allowed to feel what you're feeling or allowed to be upset about what you experienced. And that is false. (laughs) That is 100% false. Like you It doesn't matter if someone has experienced worse. It's your experience. You had that thing happen and it hurt you and you are allowed to feel that way. You are allowed to feel whatever it is that you are feeling. And the fact that worst exists does not change the fact that what you experienced also exists. And so you are allowed to be upset. You're allowed to feel hurt. You're allowed to be in pain. And you are not a bad person by acknowledging how you feel. You are not, you know, this selfish, horrible, you know, self-centered, whatever person by being in pain about something. It's okay. It's okay. Even if, even if you were 100% right and there is so mu- something so much worse out there, doesn't change the fact that you have every right to be upset. And, you know, you need to remind yourself of that. Like when you belittle your own experience, when you condemn your own experience, when you shove it down thinking, oh, well, it could have been worse or, oh, well, you know, so-and-so had it worse. That doesn't solve anything and it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. So, you know, I want to make it clear. I'm not like endorsing wallowing in your own misery. I'm not talking about like, oh, woe is me. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying here is that ignoring how you feel, rejecting how you feel, shoving down how you feel is just not a solution. You are not a weak person by experiencing something authentically. And another thing that's really important to recognize about thinking of your pain as less is that not showing yourself compassion 
doesn't somehow transfer more compassion to someone else. It's not like if I push down my emotions, if I reject my emotions, if I treat my emotions like they don't matter, then that somehow gives more, you know, significance to someone else's emotions or that gives more comfort to someone else's emotions. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. And so, you know, if you are rejecting your experience and yourself and you are refusing to be gentle, you know, and kind to yourself, that doesn't somehow automatically give more kindness and more gentleness to the person who had it worse than you. So this idea that, you know, rejecting yourself and, you know, kind of condemning your experience somehow lifts up another person's experience, it just isn't true. And so, you know, just remember that, like, you showing yourself compassion is not, like, wasting compassion. It's not like you're, you know, eating up compassion that should have been for someone else. So don't feel that 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 pressure to reject your own experience. It's not necessary. You know, and another thing, too, is that the harder you are on yourself the less energy you will have to be kind to someone else. It's important to recognize that being hard on yourself doesn't just have consequences on yourself. It has consequences on the world around you. And so, you know, worst case scenario, this definitely not all the time, but it can happen. Worst case scenario, you will adapt a cold and uncaring way to yourself and you'll start projecting that, you know, baseline that you've created onto others. So if you're always treating your pain like it doesn't matter, like it's insignificant, like it needs to be rejected or it needs to be shoved down, and that's how you operate, you're going to have a harder time, you can, I shouldn't say always, you can have a harder time, you know, having compassion to other people's pain and recognizing that they don't have to shove their pain down and they don't have to treat their pain like it doesn't matter and they don't have to have that same attitude as you, you know, because you've learned to respond to your pain that way. And sometimes when you've learned that, you think that other people should respond that way too. And that's not true. Um, So, you know, obviously that's kind of a worst case scenario, but it is something to recognize is that treating pain with indifference and rejection can then transfer over to doing that to other people as well. And we don't want that, right? We want to be able to treat people with love and kindness, gentleness, and respect. You know, and we need to show those things to ourselves as well. So now we've talked about thinking of your pain as less, we'll talk about thinking of your pain as more, right? Because there's kind of two, two versions or two sides of this. So thinking of your pain as more. While it is true that there's going to come times in your life where someone talks to you about something, somebody expresses to you their distress, and it is simply just not as painful, is something that you've experienced that that is going to happen you know it happens in life where people are distressed or upset or in pain over something that is not you know as quote-unquote big as your experience or something that you've experienced that doesn't even if that were true even if that were true it doesn't mean that you can use your experience as an excuse to belittle their experience it's not a contest it's not a comparison. It's not like there's, you know, 
a limited amount of suffering in the world. And so because your suffering takes up more space, how dare their suffering take up any space? Like that's not how the world works. And so this, I, you know, this attitude of like, well, my pain is more, so I don't have to show you compassion or I don't have to, you know, recognize your pain. It's a very destructive attitude and it's an easy one to have because we carry a lot of burdens. We carry a lot of scars based on our experience and it can be really easy to let that distort and cloud our ability to take care of others. And so it's just something to recognize of like it it's as easy as it is, it's just not an excuse. And we need to be very careful about that. Belittling someone else's experience it doesn't accomplish anything besides hurting that person more. It doesn't change what you went through. It doesn't cancel out. Um, and the fact that you experience something painful, it just doesn't veto the fact that they also experience something painful. Pain, pain is pain. And pain is suffering. And the fact that you might have suffered more doesn't mean that that pa- person's pain doesn't matter. And it doesn't mean that you have the right to treat them like their pain doesn't matter. So, you know, that hard heart is something that we need to check. We need to check where our heart is at and how we're thinking of our own pain and how we're responding to our own pain and how that's how that's affecting people around us. Because to diminish another person's experience is to assume authority that you don't have. You are not God. You are not an ultimate authority in their life. And when you address another person, you need to address them as an equal. So whether or not you agree with their response, you don't get to decide how they feel, just as they don't get to decide how you feel. And sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes people experience pain and then they use that as an excuse to shut down or shut out and have these mindsets of like, why should I care when I've been through so much worse or you don't know what pain is like you don't know how painful life can be so you know quit complaining come back to me when when you can understand the amount of pain that I've been through and those attitudes they do nothing but hurt both of you and you know diminishing another person's pain it might puff you up temporarily it might make you feel bigger in the moment but at the end, in, at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change how much pain you had to endure. It only amplifies the amount of pain that they had to endure. So, you know, just ask yourself when you're struggling with this, and we all have, we all have, we all have struggled with this, where we compare pain, where we compare suffering. Just ask yourself, is this really what you want? Like, do you want to be the kind of person that is so bitter and so resentful of the world that when faced with the wounded, all you do is continue to cause damage. Is that the kind of person you want to be? Or do you want to be the kind of person that says, enough is enough. I have endured enough. Why make others endure more too? Why increase the destruction when I can stand for restoration? You know, so no matter what you've been through, your pain does not justify causing pain to others. So, Don't use it as an excuse not to show up. Use it as motivation to be the person in the lives of others that you wish you had when you were hurting. So, you know, I know these are tough topics, whether it's talking about perfection, whether it's talking about comparing suffering, 
these can really hit home for all of us. I know, you know, it, there are going to be times in life where you've gone through something really hard and somebody else is going through something small. And it's just, it's hard to have sympathy or it's hard to have compassion, but you know, it's just important to recognize like what kind of impact do you want to have on the world? How do you want to go through the world? You know, what do you need to do in order to treat people like the equals that they are? And just recognize what those priorities are and recognize how important and how powerful showing compassion to yourself and to others can be. Again, like I said in the beginning, like recognizing these barriers, recognizing that these things happen, it's not about being ashamed of yourself. It's not about, you know, I am not here to put you down. I am not here to tell you that you're wrong. I'm just here to help you identify what might be going on under the surface that is getting in the way of you being the loving person that I know you are, of being the impactful person that I know you are, of being the incredible person that I know you are. These, you know, this information is here to help cleanse you and to help build you up. It is not here to condemn you or to make you feel like you're a bad person. You know, we all struggle we all struggle and we all have an incredibly loving heart but we also have a heart that can be hard in certain ways for all sorts of reasons and so that's why I'm kind of helping identify these lies identifying these assumptions identifying these mindsets so that we can continue to grow and move past them and take better care of ourselves so the next assumption I'm going to talk about is the assumption that because you wouldn't respond that way means that they shouldn't either. So what I mean by that is like, you're going to be in situations where somebody's reaction to something, like you don't agree with it. You think maybe they reacted too harshly or maybe they reacted too much or it made them sad, but you wouldn't have cared. You know, there's going to be all these times where you're going to look at somebody's experience and you're not going to agree. You're not going to agree. But, but... Just because you wouldn't respond that way doesn't mean that they were wrong in the way that they responded. You know, the reality is, is that people deserve to be treated with kindness, gentleness, and respect, regardless of whether you agree with their behavior or not. And judging people based on what you would have done, while common mindset to have, is kind of arrogant. You know, it's like, you're not God. You're not all-knowing. You're not always right. You don't know the nuances of that person's life experience. You don't know what, you know, the intricacies of their mind and their heart and their life. Like, you don't know. And so, you know, you're making assumptions on what they should have done based on what you know. And what you know is very limited when it comes to another person's experience. What you know is very, very small compared to what is fully going on and the complete picture that's going on inside and outside of them. And so, you know, requiring that they act the way you would have act is is kind of ignorant and kind of arrogant. It's like you don't, you think that you would have acted that way based on who you are and based on your life experience. But if you were genuinely in their shoes, if you were genuinely had their life, had their experience, had their mind, you don't know that you would have acted any different or that acting any different would have been the solution. And so, you know, your opinion does not define their reality, nor should it, right? People are not required to experience and respond to the world as you do. 
and no matter what you think should or should not have occurred, you are responsible for the way that you treat others, no matter what, no matter what. So even if they messed up, even if they they were quote unquote wrong, you responding negatively doesn't fix it. It doesn't make it right. It just creates more problems. Like your judgment, just not a solution. You know, people aren't perfect. People make mistakes. That's just life. So showing a lack of kindness, showing a lack of respect towards someone because they've messed up is it's to act as if you don't also mess up, which is not true, right? So next time you're tempted to dismiss someone or belittle them or judge them versus treating them with compassion, just think about how it felt every time you messed up and people failed to show you compassion, you know, failed to treat you with that kindness and chose to judge you and belittle you instead. You know, just remember what that feels like and decide to break that cycle. Just don't be a part of that. Don't add to it. And the next one we're going to talk about is, and I kind of briefly touched on it in my explanation before, but it's the assumption that you understand all that's going on. A lot of times, if you're responding to somebody in judgment versus in compassion, it's because you think that you understand and you're coming from a place of, well, I know how this is and I know what it's like and I, I know, right? And you, there's kind of this assumption that you understand what's going on. And that is a pretty false assumption most of the time. You know, you do not have a full grasp of somebody else's experience. What is happening can, I don't know, it's just, it's more complex than that. The human experience is more complex than that. So you think that you understand the right way to respond based on what you're currently understanding, but your understanding is very limited and that's not helpful. Like you don't, you know, I know I'm driving this point home pretty hard, but I'm just trying to make sure it really solidifies in your head. Like you don't know the the complexities of another person's life and another person's experience. People are a combination you know, a complex interconnected combination of nature and nurture. There is a rich internal life to every single one of us. There is a world inside of each one of us and there is a complex external life to each one of us. There is just a lot going on in our life, in our culture, in what we're exposed to. And our experience is literally filtered through our experience, (laughs) So everything that you experience in any given moment is filtered through the lens of everything you've experienced in previous moments. And so, you know, those kind of intricacies in what's happening in your heart, in your mind, like you don't know that. You don't know what's going on there. And you don't know what they've endured. People have gone through a lot in life. Life is hard for a lot, a lot of people. And whether you are somebody who's lived an extremely privileged life or whether you're somebody who hasn't, you know what struggle is. But you don't know the nuances of the struggles of others and the nuances of their world and their culture. So, you know, all of this means that, like, every experience is singularly unique. And to them and them alone is that uniqueness kind of experienced and understood um and you pushing your viewpoint on it like that just it's not helpful 
you know, if, if that viewpoint is an excuse not to show kindness or compassion, it's just not a solution. And so, you know, the biggest barrier to being knowledgeable is to assuming, is to assume that you already are. And one of the biggest barriers to treating people with kindness, the, especially the kindness that God calls you to treat them with, is assuming that you know and that that knowledge gives you the right to judge. We are not that authority. Uh, you are not called to stand as a dictator to someone else's life or behavior. You are called to stand as an ambassador to God's love. And, you know, judging people is easy. It is. It's easy. I am not... You know, like I said in the beginning, I am not coming from a place of perfection by any stretch of the imagination. We all struggle with judging people, period. Like, we just all struggle with judging people. It's it's just, it just is, right? You know, loving all people in all circumstances is not easy. It's not an easy thing. It can be hard to relate to people. It can be hard to see other people's viewpoints. It can be hard to understand why people are the way they are, but judging and making assumptions about people it just feeds the problem it doesn't dispel it it doesn't fix it and it's our responsibility to to stand as an example of love and god's love it's not our responsibility to judge and fix people you know we're there to support them love them encourage them build them up and it's really hard to do that when we think that we're all knowing and we think that we're all understanding and we think that we have the right to judge. So this list um, that I have on barriers to compassion is actually kind of exhaustive, but I feel like it can really help us kind of identify, you know, some of the areas of our life where we need to be kinder to ourselves and where we can work on being kinder to others in particular situations. And so I do really want to continue to share this with you. Um, but I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to split it into two parts and just continue on with this in a second episode. So, um, thank you so much for listening. And, you know, if you're continue, if you're interested in continuing to learn about this subject and kind of recognize some of the things that, um, might be lies, you know, in your life that letting go of these things can really help you take better care of yourself just stay tuned and we will continue on with part two of barriers to compassion um in the next episode so thank you for being here thank you for listening and i'll talk to you again soon bye